0: Hello and welcome back to Chatting Like Champions. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm joined as usual with Kieran and Pav. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm boiling. Honestly. Boiling?
1: The studio is... Boasting, <laughs> I'm, I'm very nervous. I'm always nervous for these scouting challenges, but uh, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Very much. Yeah,
0: and we're joined today uh, with Alex Duke. You may know him from our, our 24-hour live show. He's he's like our mentor in URN <laughs> sport. Uh, how are you doing, Alex? I, I was going to
2: say, actually, the, the last time we were all in a studio together would have been the 24-hour. Mm. And I um, ironically bought some Coronas, and I realised as I was buying them in Spa that it could <laughs> be misconstrued as when I nearly gave you all COVID uh, which I didn't <laughs> oh, <wow. But laughs> that, as, is, that uh, is top to I only realised wow. that while I was buying it like actually mm. during the transaction this but is it,
3: why he's hosting the pre-O show
2: <laughs> yeah the preo show <laughs> on after us uh, stick but around I, for it I'm very excited to be talking about my favourite team Paris saint <laughs> Man <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we're going to be doing a scouting challenge like we have been doing um, recently on our live shows for PSG today. A bit of a different one. First time we're stepping outside of England. Um, you guys know how these work. Uh, we're going to pitch, like, I think three players to, to Alex, and he's going to pick an overall package. And today, Pat added a new thing to the he, he talked about pitching a sort of tactical plan. So I hope you guys have got some sort of spiel off the top of your head. Um yeah, but uh, do you understand how that all works, Alex? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I've listened to the uh, to the episodes before, like the the Jack
0: episode, uh, yeah. and uh, Longhurst as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so, Alex, big question. Who would you like to go first? And we're going to start with our, our tactical speeches to, okay. to get them in the context of okay. what our sides will offer.
1: So we're not revealing players? Uh, not yet,
2: not This yet. could okay. be interesting, because it's a bit of an open book, isn't it? Because we're are we all sort of assuming that Bocchino won't be there or have I you think, gone with because it's possible that he could stay yeah it is I think I we're
3: think just this going is off our the ideal yeah of
2: course yeah, yeah, this yeah. is yeah. Yeah. if we're
1: Leonardo slash the manager
3: <laughs> Right. <laughs> Let, we'll let's up. go
2: uh, right to left then I'll start off Tavan. oh right to left okay okay
1: so uh, I did prepare a little you know a little uh, oh, wow. intro <laughs> so PSG are a club in dire need of a cultural overhaul and a smart way of spending their almost unlimited cash now I know what you're thinking Alex um, is Mikel Arteta moving back to PSG unfortunately not but next best thing is me for PSG's sake uh, unfortunately he's not going back but my transfer recommendations um, are stripping the club back to finding hungry and talented individuals that will provide the intangibles of hard work and quality to help PSG finally become a serious proposition I'm going to be playing a 4-3-3 uh, one that, you know, like, is able to dominate the ball but is one that is able to uh, suffer defensively as a unit because that's something they're, they're not used to is defensively being a team um, and one that can definitely, uh, you know, be be in with a shout of winning a Champions League for once, having players with a mix of, you know, uh, Parisian heritage and foreign um, hard work, and a bit of a, a bit of a mix of everything. I'm going to try and gel them. I'm trying to going to try and push the fullbacks, Nuno Mendes and Hakimi, as high as possible mm. and get the most out of them. Because although Mbappe is leaving, there are plenty of other goals in and around the team that you know can be unlocked. So I'm looking to unlock the potential of those through my signings.
3: Care? Right, mine isn't as much of an essay as that. <laughs> that um, was really beautiful. <laughs> so I am also going with a four three three. Um potentially with a holding midfielder. There's a clue to who is, I might be going for. Um it's gonna I love, when I actually looked at the formations they were playing, they played with wing backs three times last season because I originally thought, Oh yeah, let's go three at the back with wing backs to mm. Shakimi and Nuno Mensch up as high as they can. However, those three games were against Lons, Strasbourg and Ongers. And they only won one out of the three games and played terribly in all of them. (laughs) So I was like maybe stay away from the three at back. So I stuck with what they were playing predominantly throughout the season, a 4-3-3 three, three, with a defensive midf- uh, with defensive midfielder, which allows two other midfielders to push up and potentially get the full backs mm. as high up as I can get them in a four at the back system. And it also means that you can really get the best out of the front three. Um, obviously, um, Messi, Neymar and the unnamed player could be all as fluid as they want in that front mm. three. And it would, and as Pavan said, it allows them to kind of be more defensive as well because you've seen there was that picture like months ago where um, they showed Messi, Neymar and Mbappe all stood up Mm. literally walking back whilst they went on to concede (laughs) so hopefully can instill a bit more discipline defensively into the team Mm. as a whole
0: okay um I know Kieran just ripped apart the back three, but I believe that it, it is the way forward for PSG. Mm. Uh, they just didn't have the kind of midfield profiles that you absolutely need to play one. So at my PSG, um, obviously you've got Messi and Neymar, and their problem is not in goal scoring and it's not in attacking. It's in it's in defensive security. This would give the uh, the three at the back would give the attackers more space and benefit all of them, and it also unlock Hakimi and Nunmenj, who have played their best at wing back throughout their career. Mm. Nunmenj at Sporting and Hakimi was so good at Inter and Dortmund as a wing back uh, yeah uh, Hakimi was a world class foot player he commanded a 70 million fee last summer so it would make sense to, to make the most out of him the defence will have athletic and ball playing defenders to facilitate uh, possession heavy style as well as a secure midfield in front of them to cover the runs of wing backs and a low pressing from Messi and Neymar the striker I've identified will fix a specific problem A striker who presses is essential but will also need someone who can uh, have the ball at their feet and link well with Messi and Neymar uh, as well as someone who can move in behind and get on the end of crosses. A complete striker, would you say? Mm. Philosophy wise, I've identified players who will fit the dressing room atmosphere, improve the rift in the team with, like Pav said, Parisian players as well as uh, players who may be used to playing with some of the players in the squad. So, squad harmony and, and security is my mantra.
2: Okay, so I choose out the three? No, not yet. Okay, so, that's so the first you choose at Okay, no, they, they was, those are all really compelling. I'm, I'm stuck already. <laughs> I have to choose anything. So should we start with the like the center back/CDM? slash CDM? Yeah, well, our yeah. first
0: player they've gone for two midfielders uh, yeah. and, a for a and, midfield and a striker. I've gone for a center back and midfielder and striker because yeah. of different mm-hmm. systems. Duke, would you like to switch the order? Yeah, let's switch the order. I'm I'm hmm. I am i am do not want to give a bias where anything. But I'm
2: I'm quite invested in, in who you go for a center back because okay. I know beyond Marquinhos and Kimpembe,
0: they don't have a huge amount of of depth there, so I'm I'm quite interested in that. Okay, my centre-back I've identified is uh, the newly crowned young player of the year for Ligue 1, William Saliba. Reports today suggest that William Saliba does not want to return to Arsenal and wants to stay at Marseille. This is impossible. Marseille do not have the funds to pay Arsenal the fee required. But PSG would have no problems as we've said uh, Mbappe, in in this scenario Mbappe is leaving. That frees up a whole lot of money to to splash this summer really. Um, Saliba obviously just crowned the Young Player of the Year and deservedly because he's been phenomenal for a Marseille side that could finish second or third depending on uh, last day results statistically he's an, an okay defender actually he's not he's not like world class in any aspects I know PSG have lots of the ball and they're playing in the league and where not a lot of sides challenge him so defensive numbers aren't going to be skyrocketed so uh, but eye test wise he's been very secure obviously because he has won the Young Player of the Year um, and Marseille have conceded uh, the second least amount of goals in Ligue 1 this season which is uh, speaks very highly of him mm. um, the main benefits come from his ball playing, his frequency of passing and pass completion is both in the top 2% of all centre-backs in the top 5 leagues phenomenal stuff, top 8% for progressive passes, so that means his passes aren't just wasteful, useless passes between centre-backs, they actually look to penetrate the lines and find a midfield just like Verratti um, and the wing backs as well this is fantastic and would suit PSG is Kimpembe and Marquinhos can also ball play they're very good at that but um, not to the level of saliva who's very good for his age only 21 uh, so the central centre back can primarily defend whether that be Marquinhos or Kimpembe uh, and the wide centre backs can look to, to ball play in advance and also help uh, the central centre back as really we saw players like David Luiz did succeed mm. at PSG um, being that sort of ball player and he is a liability but the Back three does kind of secure it up, which would maybe cover some of Kim Pembe's uh, errors because we know he has a bit of a clangor in him. But he is essential to this team. He is uh, a Parisian and, you know, pretty key to the project at PSG. So Saliba would provide PSG with excellent chance creation and possession from the defensive third. Saliba's already on Deschamps' radar for the World Cup uh, and being French and 21, it means he would fit into the culture of the city and the club uh, would Would certainly be popular with with the fans and uh, he could be an icon for this team He's exactly the profile uh, they need price wise he's not the most exen- uh, expensive centre back in the world I was actually thinking of Gvardiol before but Gvardiol's mm. fee is reportedly around 80 million which is uh, crazy that's ridiculous um, yeah a lot of money see <laughs> the guy at Leipzig yes yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Saliba um, Arsenal signed him for 30 he hasn't played at all for them I don't think yet mm. um, so so in my head, a fee of around 50 million does make sense for a player that, has, that hasn't featured for me and an unhappy player who would like to go. So, for 50 million, I think Saliba could be uh, the key to PSG's problems and could complete uh, a defensive free. Hmm. So
2: okay. Have you got any questions? You can. Yeah, and, and now,
0: now you probe. Okay.
2: <laughs> any concerns you have about Saliba? Um, I, I certainly see, actually, I mean, a lot of it depends on, on what Mikel Arteta wants to do with him, and I, I still think that would he the idea is he, if he takes either position at Arsenal probably Gabriel he takes yeah. over Ben White but it's a really interesting one like i think i like the idea of a back 3 generally i think it just adds a bit of stability and a bit of discipline to this psg side you know a lot less about just relying on individual quality and and, and a lot more of a, a sort of team unity that that i think they need um i mean i guess my question is given the the money that PSG have given that that they are basically unlimited financially could they not aim slightly higher than someone to leave uh, you know I mean mean, the first name that pops into my head is could they not make say a sensational offer for someone like Christian Romero or someone like that Mm. at Spurs? hypothetically I can't really see that happening because I think of the the Mm. obligation is contract anyway but also Marseille do they play with a back three
0: uh, do I, say, is that known? Don't play with a free. Is it not
2: preferable oh. to go for someone who's already in that maybe, system? Maybe, maybe. Eric Dyer. No. My,
0: my, <laughs> my thinking is that um, players can transfer well from a, mm-hmm. a very secure two to to a free. It's not it's not that uh, hugely different. Players tend to or defenders tend to defend better in a free because you've got more cover. Uh, it's just harder going from a free to mm. a two. So I don't think there'd be <clears throat> too many problems. Yes, they could go with a higher profile sort of player. But uh, I was thinking about club culture and and the problems they have in the dressing room with all these egos. And I was thinking a young French player uh, who we know will play well because he's just won the Young Player of the Year in league and he's been mm. fantastic he's a, he's completely adapted to the league in a language there's mm. there's no sort of issues on a, on a personality and behavioural yeah. level I just think it's, it's a seamless fit mm. uh, and there's not really any questions about quality considering he's already performed extremely well in the league and he's young I, I think it's a sort of yes you could go for the Hollywood player mm. but it's it's safer and, yeah, and yeah. it makes sense to me I think as well I know he's
2: technically on loan so he's not the best yeah. example but PSG should operate more like Bayern do. They never they really should, yeah. invest enough in league a and trying to take out the best of their competition yeah, and is yeah. why like obviously they, they lost the league last season uh 2021 20 to, to Lille. They they find the league typically more difficult than a, than a side like Bayern do. I know this year they've won it quite mm. convincingly but they got slapped around mm. in a few games <laughs> yes. and stuff like that. So they I, I any sort of I will probably lean towards any side because I'm a PSG fan. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll lean towards any signings that take out that damn opposition. <laughs> position
3: um, so, uh, Kieran Ok so I have also gone for a young Frenchman within the league thinking that they should also operate a bit more like Bayern oh, um, wow. he's 22 year old and is on the radar of Manchester United and Liverpool uh, so <laughs> you Chimini. probably know him quite well yeah. it's true many. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that PSG should be taking a real look at him this summer FB ref says that he's similar to players such as Casemiro Thomas Partey and your very own Tiago Alcantara um, obviously I Don't know how play the Thiago card You yeah, know I have a bias <laughs> many is another young French All-action midfielder Who looks like a young Angolo Kante In some regards um, He's still developing um, However PSG have a chance to pick him up And really mould him into the more defensive option They need in order to facilitate Their kind of top-heavy um, squad uh, On FB Ref He is rated in the top 1% for interceptions Making 3.53 per 90 and he's in the top 18% for tackles. He's also extremely good in the air, uh, winning 2.54 aerials per ninety, putting him in the top 12% for someone that isn't that tall, if I remember. Mm. Um, so, hey, hey. too many. Too many. He's 6'2". 6one 6'1". I'm 6'1". So like, yeah, I mean, it's not that. These defensive numbers are obviously very encouraging mm. and will only get better as he matures as a player. Um, he's also very good at progressing the ball forward down the pitch, being in the top 15% for progressive passes um, and the top 14% for passes attempted. He won't come cheap at about 60 million, however, yeah. but it's PSG. That's nothing <laughs> to them. And as we said, they're getting rid of Mbappé this in this Mm. scenario so i don't think cash is really going to be any obstacle to them um and he's had a very very impressive season at monaco um he has also made already made eight appearances for france scoring one goal which Mm. at the age of 22 is impressive and uh, and especially seeing that he was playing as a defensive midfielder Mm. in those games um he has a lot to, of room to grow, and sixty million for a top player in the future will look like an absolute steal, mm. um, especially if he ends up like other French central defensive mm. midfielders.
2: My, I like or I like Obviously, uh, he's been heavily linked with Liverpool. They, they seem to be the favourites at the moment. My, my main concern with him, you outlined the players who he's similar to. You know, Thomas Partey's Tiago's. He sounds similar to you know PSG's best midfielder in Marco Verratti. I don't know if that'd be a, an accurate thing to say. Um, so my concern is, does he offer enough that's different? Because I feel with PSG, I quite like when Marquinhos plays as a defensive midfielder, although that was more of a Tuchel Ooh. thing than a Pochettino thing. I feel like that you need someone a bit more creative than him, potentially, particularly with Di Maria going and yes. Draxler presumably going as well. Like, does he kind of offer enough in terms of linking to the forwards assists that that side of his game I think
3: the idea that I was thinking is that he plays kind of the defensive role whilst you can push Verratti a little bit more forward because I've always felt that Verratti playing deep is a bit of a waste of his creative side of the game because he's always been widely considered as one of the best centre-mids in the world yeah and when he plays for Italy he's always really good at Mm. creating chances so I feel like you playing many will free up Verratti to get yeah. forward a little bit more than perhaps he's able to now because mm. he's always kind of been... I don't know. I don't feel like he's been thrown into that role or such because he's able to play it really, really well. Mm. But I feel like he's always had more to offer in a, a
2: sense going forward. I, I will say, like I'll judge the midfielders in a way. It's obviously a high comparison, but like an issue I have with my team is that they're not the level of Verratti. You know, Verratti is is miles ahead of the... You know, Ander, Herrera, yeah. Drissa Gay. Like, they're, they're just not his level, are they? So, like, Shemaini, to be fair, could could be getting there. Like, he he's a really promising asset. Babat? Right, well, this is a... Do, do I do it direct? I know you're the host, no, Alex. Do perfect, I say perfect, perfect. who's ready? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Ahead, yeah, yeah. Right, so Bavan. this is the second week in a row that uh, Kieran's oh, no. got for the same player as me. So that's oh, you've both that. gone for
2: Shemaini? Right, okay. oh. so,
1: so this is... You know, it's, it's okay because... Uh, I'm gonna, you know, build on what Kieran said. Okay. Like, so thanks thanks for doing the groundwork for me, Kieran. Um, so yeah, many. obviously as you've heard, great at pretty much every aspect of the game. One of my favourite young midfielders in Europe. Now the way I'm gonna play him is I'm gonna play him in that single pivot. Um, it's gonna it's gonna allow kind of you know how Variety played at the Euros in that left channel? He had Jorginho and sometimes Locatelli next to him. Mm. I'm going to play it like that where Ch- is going to be right next to Verratti and Chiumeni is very good at long passing so when he wins it back I mean his t- every, t- every highlight I watch he, he decides his footballing IQ is the, me- is the best part because he chooses the right type of tackle every mm. time rarely gives away fouls and his long passes are excellent so if I've got Hakimi and Nuno Mendes uh, pushing up you can spring them on the counter yeah. very very quickly um, also you know French national you know, adds to the identity of the club um, and all round, just someone that um, yeah he's just he's just lights out midfielder to be mm-hmm. honest um, and yeah Kieran said that you know he might yeah you know, he can grow into the role and, and things like that but I think he's actually ready made to be like the best yeah. defensive midfielder in Europe in the next two or okay. three years I think he's he is pretty much that good and you know other clubs interested Real Madrid are interested but if they do get Mbappe how much money have they got left yeah of course Liverpool are interested but you know to be the the kind of the poster boy uh, or one of the poster boys of this new mm. PSG generation is something um, it was too good to turn down. Yeah. Uh, I knew maybe Kieran would go for it, but he's he's just one of my favourites, <laughs> yeah. and I had to put.
3: Him There's in. a reason why both of us have gone to. The yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, the fact that he's from 1 already is is a benefit. I mean, it's a logical signing. Like he's proven himself, as you you outlined the statistics there. Um, you know, last summer I thought their tra- everyone really went on about their transfers, mm, yeah, yeah. but it was like. A headline one, yeah, it? it was headline yeah. one, isn't it? It was a complete sort of, Yeah, headlines, just big names. Mm-hmm. I want kind of up-and-comers who yeah. are, are proving okay. themselves, but almost... Rough diamonds, in a way, in the sense that they can improve more. Yeah. I, I guess if I if I can throw you a question about sure. Germani, um you say he could be the best defensive midfielder mm. in the world, but there's still a, bit, a debate over whether he is a defensive midfielder. Yes. he's one. I find this now. There's so many like number eights, like you're yeah. Thomas. Like, what is Thomas Partey, man? Like, yeah, he, yeah, is, he's not a defensive midfielder, but he's not a number eight. Mm. Like a number six and a half. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, to to kind of cover for all those forwards who don't work mm. very hard, you know, could he be capable of doing that?
1: Yeah, this so this is the thing, you see this a lot with young midfielders, you see it with Declan Rice. Yeah. He's got the attributes to play a, a kind of single pivot role where he's a bit less reserved, doesn't go on carrot and dribbles. But because he's got that asset and, you know, a team like West Ham or a team like Monaco aren't the best in the league, you need to give him that freedom. So at mm. Monaco he's given the freedom to drive forward. Yeah. But he has in a better team you could really ask him to work on those minute details of short, simple passing. And yeah, he could be the, one of the best lone pivot players, I think. So it's just the, the environment he's in at the moment. But even the environment he's in at the moment, he's a leader, sometimes wears the captain's armband. And in a fairly dysfunctional team, he does a lot. But for France, he might be trusted with that yeah. single pivot role at the World Cup. So I think if you put him in a better team, he can definitely be the DM mm. you're, you're looking for.
2: So what happens now? Do
0: I next choose round. between? I think you choose a new okay. order, and, okay. and uh, we're going to be doing our midfield. Let, let's oh, go. Not
2: let's go on to the next player. Then uh, I, let's start with you,
3: Kieran, and um, then Pavan and Alex. So my second player is also a French player. Um, you're going to pick him up on a free. Um, his name is Paul Pogba. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, Pogba on his day. Then. yeah you've heard of him (laughs) yeah on his day he's one of the best midfielders in the world and he is available on a free this summer valued at just under 50 million this could end up being a bargain for PSG with him being the creative outlet they've needed to link the midfield and the attack together because as you've mentioned the other midfielders in there there's not really a creative midfielder that I could Mm. kind of pick out Uh, Julian Draxler did it for a little bit I suppose but he's never really been up to the level that they've needed um in a likely 4-3-3 system that PSG will use he can occupy that role in which he was so good at Juventus on the left of a free in midfield Um, in the 15-16 season at Juventus playing this position uh, he picked up 10 goals and 13 assists in the season which is some very good numbers coming from uh, not even an attacking midfielder he's playing as a central midfielder there and if he can replicate this in Paris and I believe he can this would solve uh, PSG's option, uh, problems of being overly reliant on their front three to score and assist mm. um, yes his time at United have, hasn't been what they had hoped However, he was never really played in, this f- in the position that he excelled in as such. He was always asked to play in a pivot or he was played as a number 10 at times, which mm. he- he's not a number 10. Um, and if he's played in his natural position in what is a lesser league, I feel like he could really tear stuff up mm. over there. And he's proved that he can still produce world-class performances for his time in the international setup for France and in glimpses for United. Um, think of the, f- at the start of the season when he picked up four assists one yeah. game. Um, Pogba is extremely highly rated in comparison to other top uh, midfielders in the top five leagues. Um, he's in the top one percent for assists. He's in the top seventeen um, percent for shot creating actions. He's in the top um, seven, top seventeen percent for progressive passes, and in the top fourteen percent for progressive carries as well. So he can really get the ball moving forward. And um, he is also an extremely, extremely gifted dribbler, uh, completing 2.19 dribbles per 90, which puts him in the top 1%, mm. um, which is obviously, that that's what he's good at. He's good at playing expressive football and um, give, being given license to kind of roam in that midfield. Um, especially down that left side. Furthermore, with Chouameni and Varati alongside him, I feel like this will give him that license he needs to be able to get forward and really play a roaming role mm. um, and have creative freedom ahead of a very solid midfield and defence. Mm. Um, although this one is, I think, probably the most obvious transfer that PSG can go for because obviously he's been linked with them and Juventus, I feel it's obvious for a reason it is one of the best moves psg can make this summer and all for a free transfer and wages will not be an issue as, as well
2: ha- have has anyone else gone for pop no interesting. No, okay not this time. my you outlined his qualities really well and you know he's he's an incredible footballer on his day he can be extremely productive but there's two major issues with him right there's the the discipline um I think he's been unfairly treated at Manchester United at mm. times but he's clearly never been settled it, by the sounds of it he's not a great influence mm. in the dressing room and PSG already lacks coherence there so I don't know if adding Pogba would surely I mean that would sort of add fuel to the fire uh, another big personality coming in and secondly, I, I have concerns about his work rate. It's this ongoing concern about the the lack of pressing off the ball that, that the front three have. If you throw another player in there like Pogba, not working hard off the ball either. Um, I, I think that's a concern. So, I mean, do you think it's worth it? Like, it wasn't worth it for Manchester United. Why would it be worth it for PSG?
3: You, you raised two very good points there. Um, when he was at Juventus and was playing consistently well in in his like, preferred position, mm. he there were never any issues with him in the dressing room. So I feel like once he's playing his football and he's comfortable, confident in the team, mm. in the role that he's been given, I feel like he will settle. I think it's just... He's been messed around so much in that United team. I mean, it will cause players to get
2: unsettled. But, but quickly, there's a lot of deflection around Paul Pogba, right? There's a lot of, oh, he's in the wrong system, he doesn't play here, he doesn't play here, blame the players around him. But if he's as good as his initial price tag justified and as his performances have occasionally showed, this shouldn't be an issue. It's like uh, Romelu Lukaku, like Chelsea signing him for 100 million, right? And then people saying oh he can only play in one way That that's the way he plays you know he's not adaptable you have to be adaptable if you have that reputation as a footballer so is that not a bit of a concern he he can't work when there's any form of adversity PSG will have lots of <laughs> adversity over the next few years so what do you think about that <laughs> wow. so, I, didn't to end oh. like, I didn't know how to end that question yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I feel like yeah no it's all,
3: they're all very fair points um, he's obviously not lived up to that reputation that he perhaps had coming into United. The price tag has always loomed over Mm. him and his performances. Um, However, the fact that he's shown glimpses of it and he's always played for he's played extremely well in the country set-up. Even when he's played in a defensive midfielder Mm. role, um, he's still put in an absolute shift. I feel like if he's playing in a club that he truly cares for, Mm. I I genuinely think he's just given up on United at this point.
2: I will say that I'm cynical about the transfer, but I do think he would be suited to Champions League football. He's suited to knockout football. He's he's, suited to individual games. So that would be the major advantage. He's
3: coming back to France as well, which I think could also be really good for him and his... um, kind of game because he uh, he hasn't played in France since I'm guessing youth yeah. well he was youth well. at United he's a Parisian as well as to the culture um, of the team and I think it just fit in really well I mean all of these issues obviously I, I can't tell you whether it's going to be a perfect transfer mm. because everyone thought oh yeah when he went to United it would have been great but um, that's the same with any transfer I suppose mm. uh, you could look at um, Messi going to PSG yeah he's, he's been good at times but he's not been what people would have perhaps hoped mm. so I feel like if he settles into the team and he's playing back in Paris, I feel like you will get the Paul Pogba that mm. you would p- perhaps hope to
1: get at United.
2: Right. Uh, who's next? Is it you, it Yeah, I'll go.
1: Ahead. Um, okay, so this is my, this is my bombshell pick. Oh, I'm okay. describing it as. Uh, is it also an attacking midfielder? This is my kind of minded? box-to-box okay, yeah, uh, yeah. kind of midfielder. So... Um, yeah, this is the one that's gonna make or break my pitch, as it's very out there, especially for me. Again. Ooh. Yeah. This right.
0: Is, this has come back to bite he's you two te- times though. He's been teasing this all day and he's been pacing the kitchen going, I don't know. I have. I <laughs> so. have.
2: Proper Mikel style. Okay. Yeah. Um It's not gonna be granite Xhaka. <laughs> oh
0: no, no.
1: No, no. <laughs> it's too too close to my heart to, to recommend him away. recommend okay, him away. Not, not Jesse John Badman, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reveal the name. Okay, so I have gone for Marcus Urente. Now this is a transfer that is very unexpected.
2: Wait, is that sorry? I, is that the guy at Atletico? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes. I get him and Freddy Valverde mixed up. Fan. Okay, no, 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 no. Go you on, give go me, on. A, give me my chance
1: to speak. Okay, you Saliba <laughs> does play in the back three, so he didn't do his research, by the way. Oh. Um, anyway, back on to Marcus urente now. Marcus Llorente might just be the most versatile player in Europe, with his newfound quality being deployed as a second striker, central midfielder, right midfielder and a right fullback. Now, depending on his position on the pitch, he will adjust his movements to the demands of the role that he has to play. Given he has the ability to provide individual skill while maintaining his position in an organised framework, he is useful both in and out of possession. Now... You know, some of his best moments, you know, the one at Anfield, of course, that was, that's not where I'm going to be playing him, but it shows that he's got his burst of pace and can contribute in the final third. But unlike, you know, with with or what I want to pair with Chirmeni is someone who's also very hardworking and has got a good engine. I want to create mm. a midfield that's industrious, that's robust, and that can you know survive attacks, a counterattacks. That is because they're very fragile at the moment. You know, Idrissa Gueye is, well, was good. I mean, they, they they thought he was really good, and that speaks volumes because mm. they didn't have a ball winner. So I've got Chirmeni in there, and I've got Urente who basically runs for light years. I mean, he he doesn't run out of energy. That guy. Y- you might think he'll he's going to clash with Hakimi because he plays sometimes as a right fullback mm-hmm. but while Hakimi pushes up and becomes the goal threat that I want him to be in my team Mark Llorente has the attacking and defensive intelligence yeah. and attributes to fill in just behind him and gives Messi and Hakimi a midfielder they can trust to provide them with the best spaces possible he's a brilliant tackler and has an engine that lasts for light years uh, he's also learned the bulk of his positional intelligence and disciplined nature mm-hmm. which is very important for me under his time at Simeone um, and he's another selfless player that will give PSG's midfield legs in all phases of play. You may question why I'm, why I'm actually advocating for so much money to be spent on him because he's going to be expensive. Well, Just, what
2: money would you suggest? I'm suggesting
1: £70 million pounds because he okay. did sign a new contract so he's not <coughs> out of contract soon at all. But um, I think you know, spending so much p- money on a central midfielder <laughs> is essential. I know the other guys might have put the bulk of their funds into the Mbappe replacement but I'm looking to create a midfield that is the best mm. in Europe and I think there's potential there that you know people speak about the players at Atletico Madrid they're not living up to their full potential because mm. of the system and I think he's shown more than enough to be yeah. a beast once he's been unleashed um, it's time also at Atletico when Trippier's been playing Trippier pushes on and he tucks into the right hand side so he knows how to hold width mm. and will be comfortable maintaining that dynamic with Hakimi um, and yeah he just gives in a midfield three of Verratti Truameni and obviously Yorente, he gives PSG composure calmness and the right kind of chaos this is important because yeah. they've all got a couple players Parades you know you see him in Champions League Paredes games in. they'll go one or two down and he'll start throwing random tackles about but yorente has got the the kind of you know the, the kind of the S-housery as you like that is going to get you through knockout games without getting sent off so it's mm-hmm. not it's the right kind of chaos I'm looking for from Yorente. Um, and whilst you may be tempted by the free signing of Paul Pogba um, he has more glitz and glam than substance for me Mm. and despite and also got a very poor injury record so although expensive I truly believe this bombshell of a player is a beast waiting to be unleashed with a fusion of discipline technical quality and x-factor that PSG need and want without all the irrelevant strings attached
2: okay so just quickly how old is he? 27. Okay, that's all bad. So he's in his prime. What I'll say is, what I'll ask you a question first. So, what does Sal Niguez, Diego Godin, hmm. and Anton Griezmann all have in common? Uh, <laughs> they played for Atleti? They all left Atleti. Okay. And all struggled. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So my, my point is, I mean, Sal's kind of the most obvious example because yep. we've seen him in the Prem, but Griezmann's a big one. Actually, Godin, when he went to, into Milan, really struggled. And yep. now I think he's at Cagliari or something. Um... Coming out of the Simeone system mm. is is difficult, and you know when I watched Saul at Atletico, I thought he was one of the best midfielders yeah, in the world, and may, maybe he is. But there's clearly something, or there's some kind of connection where some Atleti players leave, and of course there's exceptions. Your Diego Costas, as a main example of that, but there's a clear issue that coming out of that tactical system presents to some Atleti players. Mm. Is it not a bit of a risk, particularly if you're saying seventy million pounds mm. on this guy, that that could just happen again?
1: It could, but I then would look would point you in the direction of the signing of Rodri, mm. who came from Atletico Madrid. I think if you have, if you if if PSG and whoever the manager is, if not, you know me, um, then if if they have the right idea of what they want from him mm. and don't expect him to just be everything, because you expect if you expect a player to be everything, they're not going to be able to be the best in one particular attribute or or phase of play. So I think if you've got the right idea for him, there are big, big potential for him to unlock something. If you want him to be the runner, I would like him to be that industrious player that can get about the pitch and allow the rest, the right-hand side is going to be consisting of Hakimi, Llorente and Messi. And with those two bombing on, you need someone who's got legs um, to be able to cover them. And I think he's got the right balance of uh, the Simeone kind of defensive Naus with the ability on the ball that I think he can be one of the midfielders that can basically do it all and I think he can really be you know a specific player mm. if, if put in the right system
2: he'd be in the, on the right side of a midfield yes career. he would be on the right side he I mean, yeah. played on the left in the Euro so I'm thinking Chimerny in the middle again to play devil's advocate like this was what was said about Genie Wijnaldum he played on the right mm. side at Liverpool he was a workhorse yep. and, and and has a lot of energy uh, reliable in his fitness great off the ball mm. and he's been terrible at pitch yes, he's yeah. been you know like is it not needed or is it not necessary to have a player with a bit more flair and creativity than Lorente? because I do like him uh, and he, he did uh, put Liverpool in, in the bin for, <laughs> with those girls in the that. Champions League oh, it doesn't bother me I'm a PSG fan but um, <laughs> yeah it's does he offer enough on the ball? yeah keep this one it's short just, Pav oh, so, sorry, sorry how many sorry, questions sorry. should I ask? Sorry, sorry, no as many as you want okay, sorry, sorry sorry, sorry, sorry. yeah
1: Marcus Lorente is good okay so Yeah, all right. Marcus Llorente, I think, you know, yes, he's a bit like Wijnaldum, but I think Wijnaldum went there with the idea that um, I'm the best player in the... like. I I deserve better than what I was getting at Liverpool. And I think Llorente is a fairly grounded player. He's gone through a lot of setbacks, leaving Madrid, not really being kind of uh, uh, prioritised at Atleti until that Anfield heroic. So, yeah, I honestly think he could do it. And he's got... He always gets forward, and he's got some really nice uh, phases of play in him, and you know attributes up the final third. But I'm looking to make him a bit more deeper. Mm. Um, so I think he could he could definitely do the do the uh, the forward side of the game. Yeah,
0: Alex. Yeah, just a question for Pab, uh, oh. really quick. You oh, uh, might have said this. Irente's played his best football uh, as a right midfielder in a four. Yeah. So
1: yes yeah that's true but then if you've if the if when you he was playing right mid in, in a four four two. you had Trippier overlapping and in this case I'm gonna have Hakimi overlapping with Llorente in that in that role he likes to tuck in he played great when he was actually a central midfielder at Real Madrid uh he was a selfless player I'm looking for selfless players um to balance the kind of glitz and glam of the front three and the star players so uh, yeah, I I, I honestly, I, although I haven't been able to give any stats because he's been played everywhere
0: across the pitch. I think if you if you ask
1: okay. him to do a specific job, he can do
0: it. Okay, got it. Um, so my player, firstly, I'd like to say, Marseille have played back for in the last ten of their last eleven games, so yeah, that, that, not yeah, having any. Of oh, that.
1: don't 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 try and correct yourself. Just get on with it.
0: It's true. Uh, my midfielder is uh, Casemiro. Uh, I play in a back free system. You need uh, an absolute killer. You need a defender. You need a worker. He's amazing. He's younger than I thought initially. He's actually thirty. When you compare to the other Real Madrid uh, midfielders, Kreis and Modric, who are many years older than him. Uh, so, in a, as a defensive midfielder, it's uh, sort of prime years. He's the glue which holds mm. together Real, one of the best DMs in the world. He's a water carrier mixed with a destroyer, and extremely tactically astute. Uh, we see in the Champions League all the time, uh, especially in knockouts, which PSG struggle with. He's really good for Real. He mm. slows the game down. He can you know he does the dirty things, he fakes a little injury, he leaves a bit on players. it's exactly what you need and, and it's not the, it's kind of the dressing room um, personality you want he's, he's focused we've seen in that rail dressing room I'd think it's been the best rare dressing room in, in world football for the last decade, mm. and he's been a, a big part of that he's absolutely focused and he's mature and he does all the right things on the football pitch. Um, exactly what this naive PSG, PSG team needs in the knockouts uh, he attempted the top 12% of all passes for midfielders around the top 5 leagues and top 10% for most of the defensive metrics like tackles and blocks uh, his defensive work is so vital to PSG uh, in the system I'm proposing as well partnered with Verratti who does more of the creative passing as well as even some defensive work Casemiro is needed uh, to protect the back three as the wing backs love to attack Hakimi and Numench, and uh, the attackers Neymar and Messi uh, do not like to press so someone like Casemiro is pretty needed uh, someone with his intelligence and maturity I don't think you can go for a young player uh, as the the house of cards could just come falling down you need someone who can uh, you know Be secure and be mature in that position. Most of all, he wins the top 4% of aerials for all midfielders, which is crazy numbers. That's around four aerial wins a game, which is a crazy valuable asset in the team. Uh, Apparently at Real, he is requesting a pay increase in his new contract, which Real do not want to give to him, and he's falling out with Florentino Perez. Uh, You wouldn't know it because he's playing absolutely phenomenally. And we saw in that first leg with City when they were missing mm. him uh, the difference in uh, Real and City. So it shows how, Im- how important he is. Oh, my voice is just doing a <laughs> pav through all of these things. Um, this opens the door for him to leave especially considering that this is probably his peak value as Real will want to sell while the stock is high. But no worries for me though he's still a top player even if Real are happy to offer mm. him the door. A reported fee of £30 million, uh, in the newspapers. So I guess he is 30 so it, it does sort of make sense. Uh, it's on the table and personally I believe it's a still for his quality because i think you'd be lying if you wouldn't agree saying he's the probably the best dm over the last five six seven eight years
2: yeah, he doesn't really get the credit you know everyone talks about Cruz and modric but he's he's a really underrated part of that team he also matt as you said I, he for me he matches the quality of Verratti which is essential to, to what i choose my concern is you, you play him in a three four three predominantly or 3-5-2 um, three, three,
0: yeah 3-4 three,
2: three. So, so this is PSG Yeah.
0: Um,
2: I like the idea of back three but to have a back three and a defence midfielder who I mean Casemiro is very much out and out a defence midfielder doesn't provide much going forward and if you have Verratti next to him I know he can do a bit more progressively
0: mm. but is that not a bit too negative, potentially? Well, I'd, I'd compare it... I always talk about Chelsea, right? They play the same formation, so I think it's good to look the, at them. The Chelsea play 3-5-2 more? Or uh, is that four? It's, it's two um, of uh, either Kante and Kovacic or Jorginho Kovacic. Okay. like that. So, Verratti's... Uh, yeah. The, jo- Verratti's actually the Kovacic type for me. Mm. Um, le- less mobile dribbling, but yeah. that creative pushes on, finds the passes. Yeah. And I think is more that Jorginho type... Um, mm. I think he exactly does... Does Jorginho's I, I, good, right? I think Casemiro does offer the same sort of things um, and he's defensively secure. I think if you ask Chelsea fans what we'd won in the summer, it's uh, a Declan Rice, it's a is someone more defensively astute because that's, mm. that's where we hurt and I, I think it'd work really well. It, it provides all the stability mm. and when you've got a player like Messi, remember you see how deep Messi comes to collect the ball he almost becomes part of that midfield yeah. I mean creatively I don't think you really have to worry in that squad you've got the wit for the wing backs uh, playing out the back with, with the defenders who love to ball play you've got Messi coming deep I, I think the main thing is security and I think you don't struggle creatively with the with the assets PSG have right mm-hmm. uh, final position so I'm a bit wary of the uh,
2: the time as yes. well yes come on uh, Let's so see yeah on. What, what is
0: your final pick? uh the Mbappé What route. order What order would you like What order haven't we gone, have we uh, gone? We've gone all all the orders Pat first. Actually,
2: I first No I've been first Oh have you Oh well Let's go with you
0: first okay, again I'll, go, okay, I'll yeah. go first
1: Okay um, Let me Oh sorry Hold on hold on Hold on I'm just getting out And then I
2: decide right at the end At the end Which, end. Yes. which, which system I'm going with. Yes Yeah. You've got okay, to pick one yeah. of us two tough, wins This is tough Because there's areas I are like in one And areas I are like in the end, other Oh good 1, 2, 3
1: 3, 2, 1 Okay, right. Mbappe replacement. Let's keep this short and sweet. Um, I'm going for Sebastian Haller because I know you're a newfound Dutch football fanatic, I've got <laughs> Alex. <laughs> and wait, wait. this means people may turn their turn their noses up at this, but whilst all the other all the guys maybe gone for bigger names, I've gone for a player that might be cheaper, less glamorous, but adds the identity and hardworking culture <laughs> I'm trying to build. Um, Haller leads the line in a selfless and effective manner. Uh, when he, he's much more than a target man, he brings wide creators into play, scores all types of goals, which is seen in break UCL records as he scored 11 times in the Champions League this year. Despite his tall frame, he's willing. He's a willing presser of the ball and works hard to stop opposition defenses from playing out. Um, with FB, and he also uh, makes himself available to link up um, as he's in the top 13% of forwards for pass completion percentage in this season's Champions League. Now, Neymar and Messi are extremely gifted, but players who consistently want the ball and the best football came with Luis Suarez through the top, a physical number nine who can link play and is a, is a selfless player mm. who gives himself up for the other two. And that's what I think Haller is going to give us. Uh, you may be thinking that Haller could be an underwhelming quote-unquote replacement for Mbappe, but as I've said, I'm looking to unlock the potentials of mm. Hakimi and the midfield to you know make it more of a team dynamic rather than a one-man show. Mm. Um, and I think Haller gives you that team play. Um, he was also born in the French uh, suburbs, so he's coming back. And, you know, PSG fans want players they can connect with. And he's someone who's a little bit older, 27, but I think he's the perfect kind of, if you want to call it, iteration of a Luis Suarez that can combine mm-hmm. Messi and Neymar to make sure the team isn't unstable.
2: I like the shout, I, I, I definitely like the idea. I, I mean, my question is is there not someone a bit better than Hilaire? I know he's done better, done well at Ajax, but we've seen him struggle in the Premier League. I mean, I mean Darwin Nunes comes to mind and like yep. you know, if Juventus have Vlahovic, City will have Erling Haaland. Yep. It's not a huge statement comparatively and he probably wouldn't have the same numbers as, sure. as those kind of players. So what, what would you say to that? Well, what I'd say to that is PSG are always, what's sent them down the wrong path is being
1: fixated on mm. a big name and if you look at obviously that's not your club but Liverpool um, you know they don't have a star centre forward they have a centre forward that can facilitate the play of the wide men and I think if you've got Messi and Neymar you've got to prioritise them you can't add a Darwin Nunes who's up and coming youngster Who you can't ask him to give up goals for the other two and it just won't work so I'm going for a player that can you know be the centrepiece and lead the line in an effective manner yes he might not sell as many shirts um, but I think he combines the other two as mm. well as you can ask for. Okay. Uh,
0: uh, oh, do you not. have another question. No, no, I've no, got, I've, no, got I've got two little things. Uh, <laughs> Messi loves the ball to feet. He loves to come deep. Uh, Neymar wants the ball to feet too. Yep. Uh, who's the runner? well this is the thing
1: so and Neymar's they, changed his game mm. Neymar's changed his game but the runners are Nuno Mendes and Hakimi in behind and you think that's
0: a, like a central runner there's no yeah but, yeah, but Haller yeah.
2: Halle is, isn't a lazy forward Hello runs channels okay. and Fair Messi enough. is much more of a creator now he's done really well yep. in terms of creativity yes. this season so is it necessary to have a forward that accumulates a player like Messi who he's now so isn't, isn't as focused on his scoring as well. yeah. yeah I, mean, he comes I think, I think like if, if, you want,
1: if you want a team that's going to consistently produce in a 38 league games and in a Knockout season, you need a striker that's going to do it all. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, yeah, okay, Messi's more of a creator now, but he's not been able to drift into yeah. that space because he's always been coming off the right yeah. or dropping da- that deep into midfield. Someone like Halle frees up spaces because he runs himself into the ground for other people. Yeah, yeah. Kieran, off
3: you, yeah. Off you go. All right. So, as I just mentioned, Messi is playing more central this season. So mm. my thinking is, why not play him as like an almost like a false nine? And then have the Wide Men as the two Danger Men going forward, which is Neymar and Christopher Nkunku. Okay. I mentioned this guy on the Liverpool episode, and you were a very big fan. Um, well, I, I wasn't that. invited to the Liverpool episode Pav <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that is the person who arranges Your all of the episodes <laughs> uh, so you can go speak to <laughs> him afterwards
1: if you want um, What is this? this is a Christopher, goat, mate.
3: <laughs> Christopher and Kim Koo, um was a PSG Academy graduate and mm. I believe he should return to PSG in order to link up with Neymar and Messi as Mbappe's replacement He's French, um, as are my other two picks I did not actually do that on purpose I only realised that after I picked them all that they were French Um, and he will get the French PSG fans onside very quickly with how good of a player he is Nkunku has been an absolute monster this season uh, being by far one of the best players in the Bundesliga for Leipzig and would be a perfect replacement for Mbappe Um, he currently has 34 goals 20 assists in 51 appearances Mm. which kind of speaks for itself they're just mental numbers Um, and he's able to play pretty much anywhere across that front line um, or in midfield he Mm. he seems to pick up a new position um, every month so um, he'll fit into a very fluid system fit into that fluid front three that I want to create and um, he's this guy just he's mental um, <laughs> it's really hard to like put into words how good he is. Mm. Um, his stats are amazing too when compared to forwards. Um, I mean, he's got he's a creator as well as a goal scorer. He's in the top where's shot creating actions there. It's top four percent for shot creating actions um, when compared to other forwards. Um, he's in the top three percent for non penalty goals. He's in the top 6% for pass completion, top 6% for progressive passes, and he also presses as well, which is something PSG need. Um, he's in the top 6% for interceptions mm-hmm. when compared to other forwards, showing how much work he puts in, and he's in the top. 18% for pressures as well. So he will defend from the front as well as giving you that goal creating and goal scoring um, kind of threat that you need up front. He won't come cheap at 70 million, but it's PSG once again. Um, and also with Mbappe gone, I mean, both of my transfers, pulpers are free, so it comes to 130 million, which, yes, again? it's a lot but it's not a lot for PSG. It's kind of a well spent a couple of Yeah, exactly. And it's not that bad. Um and also for 70 million the caliber of the player you're getting is phenomenal. Um and PSG are going to have to spend big to replace mm. uh, to replace Mbappe in the end. Um I'm sorry Haller is not an Mbappe replacement. Well, I'm what? afraid I'm, I'm Kunku, afraid I'd agree. I'm
1: afraid Nkunku's just going to um, I'm
2: not looking for a direct to replace it. I'm looking what, for a team. What what I will say I'm what, still within My question is within Kunku, I, I mean, there's no doubt he's been one of the best players in the world this season. He's been phenomenal. But, you know, everything plays through him at RB Leipzig. There are a lot of accommodating players. I mean, Yusuf Poulsen, uh Danny Olmo, just to name a couple. It's all built around him and he has that fluidity. As you said, he can play anywhere. And a big part of Tedesco, uh, what Tedesco's done since coming in, is just given him that autonomy he's not going to have that PSG he will whoever most players who come in will be the third to Messi and Neymar right that that's a fairly fair thing to say um and yes he brings pressing but is it not if you're in Kunku would you not fear that you just become a bit of a bit part
3: I don't think you he would because I mean Messi's in the twilight years of his career I think that's Mm. fair to say um and if PSG want to progress they need to start looking to the future a little bit more rather than just buying mm-hmm. big names. Which, yes, Nkunku's been phenomenal this season, but he's young. He's only 24 years old. Mm. He will be a big player in the future for him. And um, as I said, he gives you the creative side of a of a forward as well as the goal scoring threat. He's mm. outperformed his XG um this season, which could be seen as unsustainable, or he could just be extremely clinical. Yeah. Um and he's been played in multiple different positions um, being as far back as a box-to-box midfielder at times yeah. um, or he's been the sole striker so I feel like you're getting a player here who will fit into pretty much any system PSG do eventually employ yeah. thinking of future transfer windows um, as well as being a big player currently in in the season
0: coming up okay Alex okay yeah um, okay the last pitch so obviously I'm looking for a striker um, Messi kind of comes deep I think I think you really need a specific profile so I've gone with Lautaro Martinez of Inter okay. Milan he's still young only 24 and he would do well to offset the age of the other attackers at PSG uh, Lautaro is the 55th most frequent presser in a final third in uh, European football which I think is really good Um uh, because he plays in a ball-dominant side as well, this this makes him one of the top pressers in the world, in my opinion. Um, it's so important to this PSG team uh, that I'm proposing, is Messi and Neymar do not offer any sort of uh, work rate in the, in the final third. So uh, Lautaro can kind of make up for them or as much as he can. He also has ball-playing ability to link up with Messi and Neymar, highlighted by his 70th percentile key passes and assists. Uh, this is also in an inter-team he likes to fire in crosses play direct and on the break so his his numbers would probably reach higher heights at PSG um, he's also deadly as a striker uh, likes to play on the shoulder as well gets on the end of crosses gets in behind so he's, he's really complete as a player and as a striker um 21 goals in Serie A this season putting him in the top 6% uh, for per 90 goals uh, across Europe and um, overperforming his XG as well by about 4 so uh, a good finisher you saw him score a crazy goal against uh, Liverpool this season Mm, so uh, we know how talented he is um he's also performed extremely well for argentina playing with messi so that's yeah. something that that you can't ignore um being argentinian as well south Americans are a huge part of that addressing room, obviously, so i highlighted casemiro earlier but you've got marquinhos paredes ademir uh, who's leaving but you've got messi and neymar uh, lots and lots of players um in that from that part of the world so it's you know a good fit uh, he's very good in the air as well uh, adding to his completeness uh, who scored uh, I know it's a weird place to to cite from but it might you know it does the the weaknesses and the strengths it says heading uh, extremely strong is one of his strongest points which is good because he's not he's like five foot ten points it's like an short, average yeah. height for a, for a striker not not sure I'd say for a striker but like mm. uh, an okay height uh, culture wise great fit like I said um and Inter have been open to sell before he kind of gets flaunted around every summer would anyone like to take him Dybala is obviously coming into Inter so it looks like You know, he might have a rival for his sort of position in the pitch. Um, They could play together, but uh, if you could take seventy million for him, I don't know why you couldn't. That that is that is the fee that I think is more plausible uh, to grant his release to the Parisians. I I think it's a really good fit, and I think he's got high energy, and I think he facilitates importantly all the other players. How uh, I have one question, then I will actually hand over
2: to Pavan because I know you know quite a bit about because I, well, I do have a question it, as well I know yeah. um, when you there were lots of chats on the group chat yeah. about the new Arsenal striker you, you knew more about lautaro than, than I did but my question is I like him I, I think he's done very
0: well at Inter Milan what's his work rate like and where would you play him? Crazy for years he's been known as one of the best pressers um, Numbers-wise, 15 uh, a game, a uh, six sorry, 15.77, so around 16. Um, I think because of the way into play, uh, it doesn't highlight statistically how good of a, a presser he is sometimes. But um, I think behind Firmino, I think he's the next best, you know, mm. pressing forward uh, in Europe. Uh, if you take into account his other skills as well, um, I think he should completely complete and um, fitting in with the other forwards. I think you need someone central uh, to run centrally because the wing backs in my system offer of the width. Yeah, uh, Neymar's off to the left a bit. Messi's coming deep. You need a a guy who's there in the middle, willing to play with them. You mm-hmm. know, like knock it about, but also willing to, you know, bolt and get in behind, get onto the end of a cross, get onto the end of thing. He's very energetic, uh, very very high stamina. So okay, that's um, the guy he is. Have it. Yeah, the question I have is. Um,
1: Well, I guess the you know Lautaro Martinez is. But by the way, I think we can run over
2: by a few minutes because I'm hosting the next show. Of course. What are we going to do? Friday? Exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's a takeover. It's a two-hour show, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the concerns I have about Lautaro Martinez is he gets bullied a little bit by bigger centre-backs. Okay, during some league games, but seeing the Champions League, he doesn't impose himself, and he also plays with a striker. That um, is more physical than him and gives him the space to run into. So Jecq gets himself about and you know puts his elbows about, mm. covers defenders, occupies defenders. So Martínez gives you space. With a, it's a oh, sorry, no, I'm going on to Incongo as well. But as you said, Incongo plays with Paulson or Silva who takes defenders away. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'll just be worried that Latorre Martínez is a bit too much okay. of a mm. player that needs others to facilitate good him and I think in PSG mm. could struggle
0: good point but I think there's plenty of teams across Europe who don't have that physical striker who play amazingly I don't see uh, a reason why PSG who? couldn't play who would you say City, whose who City is physical striker, sure, they don't have... Sure, sure, Liverpool, Where's Liverpool's physical striker? Sure, really sure a they're, they're the they're two, topo- two
2: best teams in Europe. I really. will say, Sadio is weirdly
0: strong. Yeah, he sure. And, strong, strong, but...
2: And,
1: and, and, <laughs> and the thing, thing is, PSG are, are taking the first couple steps to being a Liverpool mm. man-city.
0: They're not there yet in terms of uh, being able to... I think they the could the be. They've best. got the, the, the biggest purse in Europe... Um, I think a five-back system uh, is pretty perfect I said he's very good in the air he's scored a lot of headers 21 goals I I don't think he's someone who's going to be bullied and going to be pushed around I think he's fantastic and I think he's shown all of his qualities he's 24 he's got some of the world's best players around him he's played phenomenally with Messi before uh, really good for Argentina Um, and I I think systematically what I'm proposing and uh, it's a great fit and across Europe I mean there's a there's a huge number of ways to play you've got many teams who don't you don't have that huge striker mm-hmm. so many top teams as well so i think it i think it's a fair point right alright it's decision time I think Okay. yeah we do a bit of a sum up so would we yes. like to go uh, say your free picks say the total cost because you've got to take into account of course, yeah. everything but PSG obviously they can spend as much as they really I don't want, think the cost so. really matters so, so let's let's, let's go and say who we've got so starting with Pavard Kieran and me.
1: ok so I've got um, Aurelien Chouameni who will cost about £50-60 i I've gone for Marcus Llorente who I'm saying 60 70 mm. say 70 um, and I've gone for Sebastian Haller who I think will be because he's had a good season 40 yeah we'll give it so about 180-190 million uh, for mine Kieran?
3: I have gone for Chuamani, which obviously I've said 60 million 50-60 around there uh, I have gone for Paul Pogba on a free mm. and I have also gone for Christopher and Nkunku uh,
0: for about 70 million overall about 130 million yeah uh, Saliba 50 million Casemiro 30 that's 80 and then Lautaro 70 that's probably 150 we're all kind of in the same very similar uh, sort of yeah. price point Okay. Well, uh, do a little of a drum that? roll, a bit what, dramatic. What, who's who's won
2: no? before? Is it, are there any records? There's uh, yeah, yeah. currently defeats?
1: two wins for me, two wins for Alex, and Kieran is yet to win one. Okay.
2: Don't let yeah. the influence you. Had <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um,
1: do it in reverse order
3: right well. yeah.
2: what, what I'll say quickly is I, I like all three setups I mean I think there are certainly some comparisons that can be made between your two teams you're going for the more attacking style the fluidity the four-three-three. I think the key difference is is in the personnel you've picked obviously but also you're going for a more industrious midfield and you're you've gone for a bit more creativity in midfield with Pogba you've gone for Hilaire obviously, so having that work rate striker uh, while you've gone for Nkunku, um, so in a way, obviously, he presses, but going for the more goals potentially. Alex, you've gone for something completely different. Um, so having a back three uh, is an interesting shout. Obviously, uh, Hakimi is a wing back. That was something I was thinking about. Um, but my main criteria was sort of thinking about which which midfielders could match Virati. How can you sort of create a balance where PSG can press, function more as a unit, and actually compete in a way where they don't implode, they have a bit more discipline, a bit more stability. So in third... Oh, this is tough. Uh, there's two that I'm really stuck on, which is bad because there's only three of you. <laughs> third, I'm going for Pat. Okay. I'm sorry, buddy. I like your ideas. I really do. Shimani, I completely agree. My issue is... I like the idea of Lorente. Can I explain? it Do I have time to explain? It? Yeah, okay, sure. yeah. It's your so, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So I li- I really like the ideas of Lorente and Hilaire I think having those kind of players is actually a really good idea. I just think they're both 27, as you said, and I think there are probably better options out there. And the seven- it was the 70 million on Marcus Lorente that was a bit of a throw for me, Ooh. mate. I'm sorry, I just thought it's too much of a risk. Um, but I like the ideas a lot, and good throw, good shout out to the Eredivisie. Second, I'm going to go for Kieran. I'm sorry, mate. (laughs) But I liked it too. Uh, I I like the idea of... I mean, I think Nkunku will go to a massive club. If I were actually a PSG fan, I'd be wanting that kind of player. You are a PSG fan. As I am. Um, He's a good balance between creativity and and hard work and goals. Um, Adds a good bit of youth as well. uh, And a good bit of work rate too. Chimane, as I said, perfect signing, particularly in a midfield three. My concern was Pogba. I think I think that was the difference. I it get it. It was him or Seco for I know nothing about him, so you'd okay, okay. have to properly tell me. Um, but with Pogba, yeah, I just feel there's 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 benefits to it, but I think there's too many risks, particularly with the way PSG acts at the moment in terms of their their lack of discipline, player power. I think there's too many issues there, and it also I wanted a more industrious midfield, yeah, no, and I think Pogba takes away a little bit from that. First, it's Alex. Congratulations! Thank you. I, uh, I'm honoured. I'm on a free free game winning streak. What What sold it for me is I thought I like the idea of a back five getting more out of the wing backs. I, something about Hakimi in a back four scares me a bit, and I know yeah. I know PSG haven't played that much for the back back five this season, but I think in the long term it could work. I think. It reminds me of Tuchel's Chelsea, right? You know, when Lampard came in, he was playing a 4 2 3 a lot. Tuchel comes in, brings in a back three. The discipline just improves immediately. And I think for knockout football, PSG want the Champions League at the end of the day. That kind of formation... Yeah, I mean, the league's wrapped, Well, he? exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's about the
0: knockout. You've I, got to focus on it. I,
2: I think that kind of formation just gets the job done. I like I like Saliba's age. He's proven a lot already. I didn't even know he was a young player of the season. That was a big yeah. selling point for me. Um, and then a midfield too I was a bit sceptical of having Casemiro and Verratti together but I think having Martinez in there and Messi who can drop deep uh, I think there's enough, enough to kind of regularly create and yeah I think Casemiro is a really good shout actually I know he's 30 but if he's unhappy as at Real Madrid as you say any European team should be looking for a player like him so congratulations
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, I really like doing these episodes. Commiserations really, to you yeah. two,
2: honestly. It was really close. I was I was stuck for the whole hour. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh the these we really liked and enjoyed. Did you enjoy being there?
2: Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Like, um, I I weirdly got into the PSG fan <laughs> oh, well, uh, <laughs> like real-life well. football manager. <laughs> you know it
0: addicted to football manager.
2: A, a big thing as well, right, I suppose, you, you don't think of the managers, you're acting as if you're consulting. But that yeah. that will be a big thing as well, because I just, if this Mbappe thing's true and, and he stays at PSG with power, I, just, I honestly hope they fail. <laughs> I honestly hope they sign, oh, yeah, I don't know, Ricky Lambert or something, like, they're just... That would just be terrible. But they just—they need someone who can discipline them in the long term. Um, they, I was going to say they need Tuchel, cool, but they had Tuchel. Cool. It and looks like Zidane
3: might be coming in.
0: Yeah, I think he'd be the best bet, to be honest. Yeah, well, um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. It will be available uh, on our Spotify as usual. We like to, to capture these episodes because we think they're really fantastic and we love doing them um but thank you guys for listening didn't have any chance to do any song breaks or or uh, pick your passengers because you know we could just speak for ages on uh, doing these things um so i will play you out with a song as pav uh, silently weeps in the corner Uh, what a poor guy pray for him he's had a tough week with Arsenal as well so um, thank you guys for listening thank you Alex for coming on no worries Uh, thank you you two for joining me as usual stick out for for next week's uh, iteration keep your eyes on our socials at Champions URN. so thank you all for listening and we will see you next week